This is The Crunch with Cam Slater. Conversations with a side of controversy, right here on RCR. Matt King is the former National Party MP for Northland, a man who stands on principle, leaving the National Party after daring to do his own research about COVID and vaccines. He is now the leader of Democracy New Zealand and standing in Northland in a make-or-break bid to get Democracy New Zealand into Parliament. With me now from Northland Electorate is former National Party MP and now the leader of Democracy New Zealand, Matt King. Welcome to The Crunch. Lovely to be here, Cam. Thanks so much for inviting me on. Yeah, I'm wanting to talk to you, uh, Matt, about the Northland Electorate because for the first time in living memory, Northland Electorate is in play and is an interesting race, and in particular for yourself and for your fledgling party, vitally important uh, to win this seat. And what I wanted to talk to you about is is a couple of things. One, we're going to touch a little bit on Democracy New Zealand, but focusing on Northland. But one of the things that I'm always constantly asked uh, about is smaller parties and how they can get into parliament. And I always say to people, there's two things that you need to ask leaders of the of smaller parties or people involved in smaller parties. The first one is, what are you going to do to win 150,000 votes? Or what are you going to do to win an electorate? And in your instance, you're the candidate and the leader, so you can answer both of those questions and in particular with regard to the Northland electorate. So, Matt, tell the listeners of Reality Check Radio and listeners of The Crunch, what are you doing to win Northland? And then follow that up a little bit with what are you doing to get that 150,000 or so votes that Democracy New Zealand needs to get that 5% threshold? Okay, well, thanks, Cam. Um, Our focus, our main primary focus is winning the Northland seat. Um, that's the seat. That's the way I see democracy in getting into parliament. It's a lot, uh, in my view, a lot easier to win the win the seat for us, for me, than to um, get the five percent. Five percent is a huge hurdle, um, especially with the vote splitting that's going on now with all the freedom people and all the you know politically homeless people. So for me, you know, back in back in uh, I guess twenty seventeen, Act was 05 percent. They were nothing. They were dead in the water. And and David Seymour won his seat and got in. And now look at them, you know, going gangbusters. Um, in 2020, the Maori Party got 1.2% of the party vote, but they won a seat and they got two MPs. So very clearly our, our best option is to win Northland. Um, so with that in mind, I've done probably 14 meetings up north. Um, we don't have the budget that some of the bigger parties have, so we haven't been able to promote our meetings to the extent that others have, but we, we've still got good numbers along to all of them, very encouraging numbers. And the feedback around everywhere I go is really positive. So we're, we're, I'm, I'm absolutely confident. And I'll give you an ex- example, Cap. So I was a backbench MP in opposition in my term for 2017 to 2020. Yeah. I beat Winston Peters to get in. And, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll bet you a bottom dollar back then, no one gave me a hope and help. In fact, Stephen Joyce said to me, after the election that I'd won, he said we'd written off Northland for till 2023. We, we we thought that that was going to be a Winston Peters stronghold till 2023. So everyone had written me off. They were nice about it, but they'd written me off, and I got through. 
and I did it just through sheer hard work, canvas, the old-fashioned way, um, you know, door-to-door, meeting-to-meeting, shop-to-shop for um, nearly a year on the road. That's how I got in 2017. So, yeah, go. Knocking on doors, the old-fashioned way, public meetings. And so that's your plan this this election. Go and knock on more doors than Willow Jean Prime. Go and knock on more doors than Grant McCullum. Go and knock on more doors than Shane Jones. And no, well, well, yeah, that well, I, I've done that already. I did that in 2017. I was an unknown. I was a rookie. Mm. No one knew who Matt King was in Northland at that time. I was the national candidate. But that's that's how I beat Winston Peters because he everywhere he goes, he gets media and he gets coverage and. He's well-known, but I wasn't, so I had to do it the old-fashioned way. This time around, I'm, I'm, I'm better known. I have a track record. I'm, um, I've, I've, I've managed to achieve a few things, even as a backbench MP in, in North and in opposition. So this time, I'm, I won't be muzzled. I'll be a party leader, and the plan is to hold the balance of power. So I'll have some, um, I'll have some leverage to get things happening for Northland, and actually, just more importantly, getting things on track back. I, the back on track term that national use, I was saying that a year ago in my meetings, get back on track, and now they're using it as their byline, strap yeah, line. To be fair, man, I'm not sure that's a good <laughs> that's that's a good slogan, but my no. it's, it's a little bit no. better than Labor's slogan. In it for yeah. you, yeah. Oh, that that slogan of Labor's was were to me was just in, indicative of of where they're going, which is going downhill rapidly. Yeah. In the 2020 general election, you came second to Willow Jean Prime by, what is it, only a couple of hundred votes in reality, isn't it? Yeah. 163 votes. 160, 163 votes. Yeah. Your uh, vote for you only dropped a half a percent over 2017's numbers. Look, no, what happened was in terms of percentage, it might have gone down, but in terms of numbers, I actually got 1,500. I was just going to say that was impressive because the rest of the National Party and their electorate votes had massive numbers of votes disappear from them. I'm you just saying. Worried. If- you got me worried, Cam. You're being nice to me. Got me really worried. <laughs> um, uh, so I, look- just de- I just deal in facts, Matt. So you, <laughs> you managed to, to keep your vote pretty close to to the vote that you had to win the seat in 2017. Willow Jean Prime magicked up about 8,000 votes from somewhere else, but it doesn't appear they were from your supporters. Where do you think she got those votes from, and do you think she's going to hold on to those votes? So, so I no, I don't. I think she's going to get decimated because she's been AWOL. She's been missing in action. It's the, fact, the catch cry is, where's Willow? Yeah. Um, she just turns up to an announcement or two that the government do. She's not she's not present out in the field doing the hard yards. Um, I had three staff working in in uh, in the office in Kerry Kerry for the best part of three years, look dealing with um, constituent issues. She's had one person in in Kaukaua for most of the term, and then the last the last uh, term, I think she's got got another second person and so so for me um she, i i got 163 i lost by 163 votes she effectively doubled her 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 vote numbers which is unheard of in the whole electorate for the whole of the history of the electorate so they will return to the normal numbers of eight to nine thousand in my view where they came from well, there was a drug referendum there was a COVID election no one could campaign everyone was scared a whole lot of special votes i was actually an mp for three weeks uh, in 2020, um, and then the specials came in, and I was I was ousted 
Um, and I, I'd won by 760 votes on the night, and I was told that was a safe margin and that no one with more than 400 votes had ever been overturned. And then um, the specials came in and I lost by 163. But I'll give you a, I'll give you an example of why I think it happened, um, Cam. I, I did my research. I asked around. I spoke to a whole lot of different people about what had happened. And there was one business in Kerry Kerry that has um, a large number of professional people working in it, mostly women. Um, they represent the whole political spectrum. Um, and a lot of them know us and a part of, you know, have been, uh, know my wife and, and know the work that I've done as the MP. And they all voted for Jacinda, uh, the whole lot, 100%. And I, when I heard that, I went, wow, it was a COVID fair election. And that's what yeah. happened. Yeah. It was so, a freak one. I think it's a one-off, Cam. I don't think it's going to be a repeat. Do you so. do you think that people voted for Matt King because he has a dynamic personality and boyish good looks and wit and charm? Or they voted for you in uh, 2020 and 2017 because you were the National Party candidate? I think in 2017 they voted for me because I was the National Party candidate because I was, the, you know, Winston hadn't done anything. He'd promised the world he hadn't done anything in two years. And so I was the candidate and I worked really hard. I got myself, you know, got my name out there. And, and so I think I got voted um, in as, as because I was the national candidate. In 2020, I don't think so. I think that in 2020, um, the National Party brand was in the, in the absolute gutter. Um, my party vote went from 47 down to about 27%, halved, almost halved. And yet my personal vote went up 1,500, which was well, 54 national MPs. Yeah. Only two of us got more vote. Myself, 1,500 extra. Maureen Pugh got 500 extra. And the rest of the party MPs were decimated. Their own personal vote went way down. Some lost thousands and thousands. But the only reason they're still MPs is because they're, they're placed on the list or the fact they had a fat margin. Yeah. So for me, um, you know, uh, in 2020, I, I think I lost because I was the national um, candidate, national MP. I lost. Um, but I still managed to um, swim against the tide. I, I remember running into Richard Harmon at the airport and he said, oh, you swam against the tide, Matt, because this was in the three-week period between becoming an MP and then being ousted. And I said, yeah, I did, but I'm not going to relax until the specials are counted because I don't know what's going to happen with overseas. And a whole lot, I think a whole lot of overseas votes came in and they were Remember the wall-to-wall -wall, um, coverage of Jacinda being the the, yeah. Yeah, the goddess, the I great saviour of, of us. Yeah, which was all false, but you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, just looking at your yeah, party votes, uh, Matt, at the last election, twelve thousand four hundred ninety-six, uh, as opposed to eighteen thousand eight hundred thirty-four in two thousand and seventeen. Mm. Um, that's where the election was lost for for the National Party is in the party votes and also mm -hmm. in some of these key seats in, in the electorates. Party votes are the most important. This election, though, you're not Matt King National, you're Matt King Democracy New Zealand. Are you hoping that a large chunk of the party votes, you'll be able to swing those across to back you? Or do you think the voters might hedge their bets and say, you know, I kind of like Matt King as a local MP, uh, but I'm going to put my party vote elsewhere. You're smart, Cam, and that's exactly what I think is going to happen. I think that there's, um, when I talk to National Party people at a staunch, they, they want this Labour government gone. I've said I won't ever side with the Labour, Maori Party, Green Party combo. They're, they're yep. dead to me as far as I'm concerned. They're the worst government we've ever had. I've made that very clear. So there is no, don't, no chance in hell that I'll ever go with them. I think national voters can say, look, I'll party vote national if I, because I want to make sure that national are in government. 
but I can give a candidate vote to Matt and hedge my bets and be an insurance policy. He has been our, our MP. He was a good MP. I'd like to think that they think that, or that he's um, he's a guy that um, he's a known quantity, and he's worked really hard and, and give him the and 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 have that strategic vote. And I think that together with a whole lot of Labour people that are so pissed off with Labour um, that they look, but they won't vote national, but they potentially give me their vote. That's where I think is the winning for me coming through the middle. But democracy in New Zealand, it's all or nothing though, Northland, isn't it? They need you, Matt King, to yeah. to to win Northland and then hopefully with maybe three or four percent, if you can get the party vote up, you can bring in another three or four MPs. Yeah, yeah. Look, that's that's our plan. I mean, we're running we're running two ticks and other seats, but um, you know, we have one or two options. But I I you know, you never know what's going to happen at this election, but definitely our main strategy is to try and win Northland. You know, I mean, I when I was, I've never worked so hard in all my life, actually, Cam, and um, since yeah. I was when I was an MP, and and since, I mean, I I came out against the mandates when when it was fa- when it wasn't fashionable to do, and I took a lot of flack for it. But everything we were saying, and I know you you did come out strongly against it as well, and you yeah. you were wide awake really early on. Yeah. Um, but but we we got hammered by people, and and actually, what's what's coming to the light now is that we were speaking the truth and everything we talked about is actually the truth now. So we're being yeah. vindicated. But whether, whether it'll be in time for the masses out there, who knows? Oh, will, will the media admit they were wrong? I don't think they will. They paid too no, much money. No, 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 no. But, but, I mean, to me it was painfully obvious. Like I interviewed a guy a, a um, really early on in the piece, like early in, um, back well before the protest, I interviewed a um Simon Thornley, an epidemiologist, and he's yep. just he t- teaches medical students at Auckland University, and so he's a credible guy. And he just we had a very matter of fact interview, and once that aired and went, it got one hundred and seventy four thousand views. Um, the the National Party indirectly said, "What the hell are you doing, Matt?" And I said, "Well, I'm I'm just stating facts, and I'm I'm sticking up for people." And I'm, that was before mandates, but they were proposed. And I I said, "We've got to at least respect the people's right to choose." And the National Party wouldn't do it. They just said, no, nah, we're not doing it. We're um, we're going with the vaccination program and we're going, we're supporting mandates. And I said, well, that's too, I can't do that. I can't be part of this. I have to leave. And that that was the day I, I realised that my career with the National Party was over, way before they started circling the wagons on me. This is what the National Party does, isn't it? They 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 make them the right noises about respecting freedoms, freedom of choice, uh, freedom of speech, et cetera. But quietly in the background, whether it's dealing with me or um, dealing with someone who has strong views about mandates like yourself, internally they they shut down debate and block people from voicing these concerns or uh, instruct MPs not to speak to Cameron Slater or don't speak to Matt King now that he's gone, uh, all of that. They control the message very tightly. From the leadership, don't they? They absolutely do, and they and and I'll rem- I can remember, you know, I mean, I, we got told as backbench junior MPs that lots of don'ts, don't do that, don't do this, lots more don'ts than do's. And I remember that when we had the checkpoints up in Northland and they were being manned, and there was no police on them, and there was just no, there was no logic behind any of them. And uh, I I said that I wanted to stand and I wanted to make it, you know, um, push back on that, and because they're unlawful. And um, the National Party said, hey, look, go for it. But I heard from I heard from you know 
came back to me quietly that if, if it turned to custard on me, they were going to just say I was a maverick and they were going to, rip, you know, give me a bit of a talking to and a discipline. But it actually went quite well. My 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 stand against the checkpoints went well, and then so then they're putting press releases out and jumping on the bandwagon. But they were going to they were going to distance themselves from me if, if it wasn't well received. Um, and I remember one checkpoint was four kilometres south of Cape Ranga. There's no 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 community up there. There's just a lighthouse. They put two farm gates and two strainer posts across State Highway One, yeah. and they had um, a bunch of iwi there, local iwi, and they were saying don't go to the Cape. And and I was I went up there and I went I, I got called by Maori business owners in Hohor and around that said this is killing our business. We're we're, we're dying. I had um, Maori stock truck drivers saying I'm trying to get through checkpoints and I, I I I'm trying to do my job. And then I had old Kuya from out in Miti Miti yeah. ringing me and saying Matt, um, you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm on the Maori roll, but 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 you need to speak out and you have our support, but we can't come out publicly. But please, please speak now. So I went up there and challenged them. They threatened to give me a hiding and all kinds of stuff. And it, there was no, it was, it was, it was totally illegal. And um, I got it all on record and I gave it back to the National Party. And, and then they re, when it got well received by media, they all of a sudden, oh, you're okay, Matt. But if it had gone to turn to custard, I would have been, um, oh, they would have, they would have slammed me. They would have. Well, that's the it's the history of the National Party. Anyone who's ever been in the National Party and then left, you, you usually find the insights coming out of them um, dropping like truth bombs. There's but, some good people in there, Cam, as you oh, know. Of course, some really good absolutely. People, really good you people, yeah. Yeah, and there is some passionate people. There are some good people. And there's good people in all parties, even the Labour Party, you know, that are aghast at what's been going on. But, I know. But, I but know. it's all or nothing for you in Northland. What do you see as being the key, you know, top three issues for Northland and what will you do for Northland should you become the MP again? Look, by far the, the, the biggest issue facing Northland is our infrastructure, our core infrastructure, our, our roads. Um, every time there's a storm, um, we find that, um, like, for example, the State Highway north of me now, the main State Highway 1 has, has been blocked for a year and a half. And they got it open. They got to spend a fortune on it. Got it open, and then the next big storm came through, and now it's shut again. And it's been, um, you know, shut for I don't know months now, and it'll probably be years. So the only other state highway is State Highway Ten up the coast, and that's that's being hammered now. Everything's up there. So for me, the four lane highway, uh, and if you've driven across the one from from Pooa to Walkworth, it's an incredible piece of engineering, and it's it's for me the state highway is not fit for purpose. So. Um, for me, for infrastructure is the core uh, up here. I think also that we we're lacking a few. Um, we're lacking um, health. Our health our hospitals up here are, are lacking. We've got pretty poor infrastructure with with health housing, health um, housing. Um, for me, getting in to, for me to get into parliament, I want to hold the balance of power that way that I can have some leverage to make things happen. People said, "What can you do as one person?" And I say, well, actually, if they need our vote to form a government, we won't hold them to ransom. We won't, I won't insist on having the deputy prime minister or having ministerial roles or having a, uh, you know, a slush fund or anything like that. I just want them to respect our rights. I want them to push back on for farmers um, against this climate change narrative, catastrophe narrative. Um, you know, just stick up for people, regular people. Um, yeah. That's all I want. All the common sense stuff, Cam, all the common sense stuff. So, yeah, so for me, I, I would say State Highway, State Highway, State Highway is the big one. 
I, I know that last election they had a big promise about moving the port to Northland, and I knew that that was just pie in the sky. I knew that was just a big, big sales pitch to try and get votes, and it was never feasible, never going to happen. And a simple conversation with the port CEO at Northport, I asked him, how do you feasible is it? And he said, well, even if we expand to the biggest footprint that we have available up here, we still can't cope with what Auckland does um, now, so let alone 50 to 100 years. So the idea of moving the port was a pipe dream. But he also said the train track from here to Auckland would have trains on it every five minutes, and the, the actual um, trains through Auckland are filled up with commuter traffic, so they can't travel, you know, they get can't. so it was just a big lot of rubbish. And I, I remember thinking at the time that, a lot of Northlanders were being sold this false hope. Well, that that, that train line is blocked currently, isn't it? It is. It is. And it's been and, like that for months. Yeah, and there's been sleepers sitting there, and I, I look at it and I go, "Those train tracks had rust on them before the before the um, rebuild happened. No one uses them. You, yeah, no one yeah. uses them, Cam." And I say, "Get the trucks off the road." Yeah, that sounds like good. In theory, until you say, well, what, what, how will you get the trucks off the road? The only bulk is timber and, and logs, and they've got to come from forest, so you've got to have a truck out of the forest. It's not worth unloading them um, between the forest and the ports. The distance is just too short. So economics tells you that um, upgrading the train tracks is a waste, waste of money. Um, so, you know, I used to see all these things being said and done and people rolled out saying all these things and promising the world to Northlanders and, and it's just false hope. And I just wrote, I don't want to be part of that. Game. I just want to be a bit more realistic with um, what we can do up here. You use the term false hope. And I've used the term hopium, where a lot yes. of pe- people are addicted to hope, that they hope that there'll be a group of, uh, you know, uh, that all of the freedom uh, movement parties that, that are keep popping up all over the place. There's a hope that they'll all work together. Uh, or there's a hope that um, people will coalesce around one thing. It's my belief in politics and in a lifetime of politics that hopium is is incredibly dangerous. And yet that seems to be the main driver behind your um, some of your supporters, that they're hoping that you're going to win in Northland. But what I'm hearing from you is that you are almost certain in your own mind that you're going to win Northland and therefore hope's no longer a, uh, a matter. It's, it's we're going to get there. I'm going to win Northland and therefore voting for democracy in New Zealand is, is a vote that's worthwhile. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you why I think, Cam, um, there's, there's a bunch of reasons and I'll give you them. Yeah. Um, normally each electorate is a red and a blue horse race. You know, one wins, the other one loses. That's yeah. pretty much the going if you look at most electorates in the country, the blue yep. team are in, the red team are out this other way around. Up in North, yep. and it's a totally different story. We've got two sitting MPs, a list MP and the, and the Labour candidate, Labour MP. Yeah. We've got two ex MPs uh, running as well. Yeah. So you've got so we've got a we've got a uh, an act candidate that will never win the seat, but he will get more vote this time around because acts on it roll on a roll. He'll he'll mostly rob it from national. We've got a national candidate that's just been named. Um, and he's, he lives in the south, right on the southern border. He's not known, so he's got his job ahead of him. We've got the Labour candidate who doubled their vote from the and, and had a, in the freak election, and she'll go back down to her normal levels. And she's been missing in action. We've got Shane Jones running around up there, as he's, and he's always um, he's never won a seat in his life, but he'll, he'll, he's putting in a, a bit of effort this time. Then we've got me, the the former MP. That um, I'd like to think, 
I'd like to thank Cam that I did a reasonable job when I was up here. I tried my best. I worked as hard as I could, and I tried to get things done, and I did. So for me, um, and, then, and then I had the pitch of, say, the vote's going to be split, so it's not going to be a red-blue horse race. I was the former MP. I'm going yep. to be a party leader, so I'll be able to speak unmuzzled. Yep. And I'm very passionate about Northland. So, you know, I've got as good a chance as any of them of winning um, in, in the, the way this, this race is. So I, I hear what you say about Hopium. I absolutely do. If it was a red-blue horse race, yep, you'd probably go, oh, that's a bit rugged, but I don't think that. What do you think is the level of vote that you're going to need to win? Is it going to be 8,000 votes? Is it going to be 9,000 votes? Is, is it going to be 16,000 or nearly 17,000 like you got last time? What, I think twelve to four. Yeah, I think twelve to fourteen cam would would be a number that would be a safe bet because um, you know, and if you look at the Act candidate, they got two thousand votes and they had no hope in hell of ever being um, the candidate. But two thousand people did vote for him, and you know he might lift his numbers to four thousand. You know the way he's going, he'll certainly lift his party vote. There's a lot of people here that are former national voters that are talking about voting Act and us. Um, I've never met so many people in my travels around Northland that are fed up with this Labour government, but they're also thinking that Luxon's not up to it. it I've, I've got I've got National Party people that are staunch Nats and have joined our party that have told me that they, they're going to split their vote, they vote strategically, and um, they can see the, the w- w- wisdom in doing it. Because yeah. the National Party only ever asked for the party vote. It's the only reason the candidate, it's the candidate that asked for the candidate vote. So I'm going to people, look, you can put your vote we vote for the party that you want to see in government, but give me your candidate vote as an insurance policy. I'm not. I'm a known quantity. I'd like to think that I was fair and reasonable guy, and on the level. And I've been sticking up for your rights. And I'm also fighting back for farmers because I think this climate change narrative is, and I know you do too. So yeah. we're on the same page there. Is we've got to start saying to people, look, some of this rubbish that we've been told by our media and by our government is are lies, and we can prove it. The evidence is there. We can prove it. So. I talk to a lot of farmers that are really fed up and want to walk off their land because they think they're going to get taxed into oblivion. And I say, no, nah, hold your horses, wait for yeah. the next election. Things yeah. should come right. So do you are you do you see Northland as a three-horse race or a four-horse race? And I say three-horse race meaning Willow Jean Prime, yourself, and Shane Jones, and a four-horse race including Mark Cameron. But Mark Cameron only got 1,200 and 79 votes at the last election. Uh, it, okay. I think it's a big ask for him to try and get to 8,000. When, when I think three... it's a three-horse race, um, yep. Cam. I think it's National, Labour and myself. Um, I, don't think, I don't think Shane Jones is, um, you know, I don't think Shane Jones is in, is in the running at this point. I remember that in the 2020 um, election, the media came to us and wanted to do a battle for North and um, promo a big thing on Saturday morning and they were just going to have it against Shane and myself and I actually said to them no you want to actually get the Labour candidate involved in because she's actually you know she's probably going to poll higher get more votes than than Shane will um, and they they were actually just going to have it as a head-to-head with me and Shane and I just said that's not right and, and as you know the rest is history um, Shane was way behind us both. Um, well, in a three-horse race at the last election there was close to 40,000 votes Split, mm. split between the three of you, Willow Jean Prime, 17,066, mm. you on nearly 17,000, 16,903, and Shane Jones on 5,119. Mm. 
if it's a three horse race and you're basically getting, you know, around about, well, you're saying 12 to 13 will get there. That's, that's still going to be close between the other two, isn't it? It's going to be, you know, 10,000 or so each on that. That's, that's, that's what all, I'm picking. Yeah, yeah. So you're, so you're picking a fairly even spread with maybe a 2000 majority, uh, for the electorate vote, the party vote, who will be anybody's guess, but I'm picking National will probably take the top spot there again. So, so I, I definitely think that the Labor candidate, Labor MP, who's who's absolutely been missing in action, she will go back down to eight or nine thousand votes. I, uh, there's yeah. so many Labor people up here that have told me that they'll never vote for Labor again. They were staunch Labor people, like very staunch, and never ever voted for anyone else. Loads of them are telling me that they're that they're up, they're looking for where to put their vote. And they've said to me they can't vote for the Nats or, or Act. They just can't, but they'll give me their support. So there's those ones there. So that so I think that her vote will be decimated. I think that, that, that you're a fool if you don't think the national candidate's not going to get a whole lot of um, staunch Nat vote as well. So I my view is it's going to be, yeah, probably uh, myself and, and and the national candidate and and with the Labour candidate in behind. And that's just, you know, aiming for the stars, Cam, you know, being positive, you know. Manifest itself. You yep. know. Have you um, have you invested in a poll to see where you're sitting at the moment, or or are you just going on gut feel? Well, we polls cost a lot of money, and we haven't invested in a poll yet. We, I'd rather spend my money on hoardings and flyers and and being active. Um, I also think that when we had a po- we've seen polls where people have contacted me and said, "Look, I got I got called by a polling company, the main ones, to the Cantar poll and others." And they said you're not. We're not on the list. They they give us a list of options of who you'd vote for, and Democracy NZ wasn't on yet. We'd been registered for six months, so we're up against it with that polling stuff as well. I find, um, yeah, a bit bit disappointing to hear that even months after we've been registered, we're still not offered as an option. We're only in the other. If I'd named my party other, we would have polled quite well. <laughs> well, um, I've got a little surprise for you. Uh, Reality Check Radio has commissioned a poll for Northland. Yep. And uh, we'll have the results of those next week. And um, I'd like to touch base with you again uh, to discuss what those show, what that poll will show. Uh, And it'll be interesting to see whether it is a three-horse race or a four-horse race, or it might even be a one-horse race. But one thing's for sure, after we get those poll results, we'll have a stake in the ground, and then we can then perhaps address additional questions Okay, Matt, it's showing that you're coming second by a considerable margin. Or okay, Matt, looks like you're right, you're leading. We will actually know where Northland is sitting, and that will will ultimately, I think, lead to a more exciting race for Northland because for for a chance in a in a lifetime, really, there's an opportunity for voters to make a real choice. And, and the only other time I see that has has happened for Northland was was in the by election. Hey, Cam, uh, every other time it's been blue, 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 blue right the way through. Hey, Cam, tell me, when was that poll taken? Because obviously r- just recently we had some bad news and um, and so a lot well, of we people... Po- we, we postponed that poll. Uh, we were going to do it a month ago uh, and we decided that we wouldn't do it when you had that bad news with, with some of your um, candidates leaving. We decided we'd postpone it a month to put a little bit of water go under the bridge so that we had a fair result. So um, we are actually going to be polling uh, this week. So we haven't we haven't even started the poll. We've commissioned it, but we've made yep. sure that there was a bit of time there so that it was a 
a fair representation of Northland that wasn't coloured by uh, news outside of your own control. Right. Are you? Did you say you got a poll, another poll in Northland this week? Yeah, we're doing it this week. Lovely. Awesome. So what I'm what I'm saying to you is that we we were mindful of not having a skewed poll because of recent news. We wanted to make sure that there was no recent news, that it was just a, a, a Northland poll of all the candidates and uh, that it was fair for all of them. Um, you know, we could have run it. And in fact, we had it ready to go. And then we had, then you guys had that bad news. And we thought, well, no, nah, that's not going to be a fair, it's not going to give a fair uh, representation of where things are at. And uh, everyone was sort of up in arms with with those candidates leaving Democracy New Zealand, and we wanted to see how that was going to pan out, how that was going to flow through to, to the freedom movement as as a whole to see what, what would happen there. And I think things have calmed down a bit now. There's a whole lot less emotion in the, in the debate, and that will give us a, a better representation of the poll. Awesome. Thank you, Cam. So, yeah, I'll touch base with you next week when we've got those results and I can share them with you. and. Uh, Hopefully, we've uh, managed to inform a few more voters about what Matt King is standing for in Northland and uh, how vitally important it is for the freedom movement that you win in that seat. And that's certainly your goal. Uh, of course, everybody else, Willow Jean Prime, Shane Jones and uh, Grant McCullum will be fighting like hell for the seat as well. So it's uh, it's panning. It's looking like it's going to be an interesting campaign. Look, it is, Cam, and, and one of the other things I forgot to mention was that up here we've got a real issue with crime, and that's a big strength of mine, so we're going to be pushing, we're going to be releasing our crime, um, our law and order policy, safe communities out in the next couple of weeks, so it'd be good to talk to that um, as well when I talk yeah, to well, you. Yeah, we can, we can touch base when that's, uh, again, when that's, uh, when that's released, and we'll have a chat then about crime. Champion, thanks, Cam. All right, awesome. thanks, for your, thanks for your time, and uh, and I hope your experience with the crunch has been pleasing. It's been quite good, Cam. I'm 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 quite um, chuffed that you've given me a fair crack. Uh, that's that's the new Cam, giving everybody a, a fair suck <laughs> of the salve, so to speak. Good on you, Cam. All you right, keep it up. You keep it up. Thanks, Matt. Cheers. Well, that was an interesting discussion with Matt. He showed us how vitally important it is for Democracy New Zealand to win in Northland. It's literally make or break. And Matt thinks he has the best chance to win based on his track record and believes that it's actually a three-horse race between him, Labour and National. Next week's poll, though, will show us if that is true or not. This is The Crunch with Cam Slater. Conversations with a side of controversy right here on RCR.